Welcome to today's Conduit Podcast. As a reminder, Conduit is a tribe of small business owners and leaders who desire to get better by learning and growing together. My name is Jerry Bierman, owner-operator of Alluring Glass. Today, we have my friend Paul Bauscher, owner-operator of Bauscher Construction and Insight Coaching. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Jerry. So these, these conversations that you and I've had over the years, um, some of the some of the conversations that I think have been um, lightning rods for my organization, for sure, my leadership is accountability coupled with feedback. And today we're going to talk, uh, talk about feedback and we're going to do this in two parts. Um, the first part being receiving feedback. So as you've had some time to, to, to think about feedback and receiving it, what are some things that are coming to mind? Well, and I think it's important to, to think about receiving feedback before think about giving feedback because everybody, we all want to think about giving better feedback, uh, but it's, it's probably more important to think about how it is that we're taking it from a leadership perspective. So have you ever noticed that when you give feedback to others, your feedback feels brilliant, caring, and helpful to them, and yet when they give you feedback, it feels irrelevant, uncaring, and not helpful at all. Well, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Funny how the, funny how the flip works there, isn't it? So yeah. I think it's critical as leaders, as business owners and leaders and managers to understand that if you want a culture of feedback where people feel open and able to give and take feedback, you yourself have to do what, well, what does the term leader mean? You have to lead the way. Yeah. And are you as the leader actively asking for feedback in your organization? That's and good. do you get it? Do you get what feels like honest and open feedback? And if you get no feedback, that's an indicator that you might have a problem. Yeah. But it's, I think it's critical to understand that when you get feedback, when someone does give you it, what you're asking for, hopefully, uh, the way you take it, the way you accept it, you, keep in mind that you're setting the example for how feedback you expect others to take it the way you expect others to receive it. Yeah. I just made a note. You give yourself the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah. So, yeah. You're yeah. Mm, that's good. Yeah. So, sure. so how do you, so um, again, talking again, we, we set the parameters. We're not talking about the extreme um, mm -hmm. Uh, to put context around this, people that are in our charge. So these are people that um, we have built uh, some relationship with where there's some trust. Um, uh -huh. And so using that as the context, um, what are some things that we as leaders can do to, to be open to feedback? Like how do we, how do we prepare ourselves to receive feedback? Boy, there's a, there's the question, isn't it? How do we prepare ourselves to receive feedback? And I think, the, I don't know if he originated this, but the first place I heard all feedback is a gift was from Ford Taylor. So I'll give him some credit for it. Sure. But uh, all feedback is a gift. Can do, can we say that and actually believe it? Can we say it and actually believe it? And then um, also, API, right? We've talked about that before. Assume positive intent. Can we assume that the person or people who work with us that we know, like, and trust, can we assume that they have positive intent when they're giving us feedback? 
even when they suck at delivering it. Yeah. Even when they're bad at delivering the feedback, can we assume that what they're giving us is a gift and that we're open to it? And it reminds me of a story that I told in one of the workshops I did on feedback about uh, the, the little kid who was like so overly optimistic that his parents were worried that he wasn't gonna have a realistic view of the world. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that story. And then so to try to give him a taste of the real world for his birthday one year, they put horse manure in a bag and gave it to him as a gift for his birthday. They thought, well, this, this will make him a little upset and pessimistic. Yeah. And so he, they give him the bag and he starts digging through it. And his grandmother says, well, what did you get for your birthday, honey? And he's digging through the horse manure and he goes, I don't know, grandma. I haven't found it yet, but I'm pretty sure there's a pony in here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah. when somebody gives you a bag of horse crap, yeah, that's what it feels like. The feedback feels like because they suck at giving it to you. Yeah. Can you dig around in there and say, there's something in here I can use and I'm going to look for it. I'm going to be open to finding it. And, and that, that's critical because let's face it, lots of feedback is not delivered well. Well, it's interesting because, and again, we're talking about leaders. So, um, I think I think leaders, I think leaders, um, we have a tendency of recognizing um, our strengths. We have a tendency of feeling isolated and lonely, uh, misunderstood. Um, so, when when feedback comes at us from somebody that we don't maybe know, like, and trust, or they catch us off guard, um, we can become very defensive. Um, if, if the person's approach is not the best, then it's easier for us as leaders to discount that information versus um, in a healthy way saying, while their, their approach wasn't great, what might be true about the information they just gave me? Mm -hmm. Not, not, okay. not for the purpose of beating yourself up, but for the purpose of, of learning and growing. Yeah, absolutely. There's a really great book out there called Thanks for the Feedback. It's by Douglas Stone and Sheila Heen. Highly recommend people get this. And they, they purport in their book, really, that they, they kind of lay most of the responsibility, if not all the responsibility, on the receiver of the feedback. That if you can be open to hearing it, you're going to be, uh, you're going to get, good, good value out of feedback. And I think they're right, whether or not, I don't know if I'm ready to put 100% on the receiver, but in their book, they really talk about kind of the three main reasons that uh, we, do, we don't receive feedback in a productive way. And one of them is the feedback's just not true. So somebody gives us feedback, the facts don't line up, it's not true. And, and, and that can happen. And so, or we at least believe it's not true. We think that the giver is just wrong mm -hmm. about what they're saying. And the other one is, and this is a big one, our relationship with the person giving it. Yeah. So we have a reaction based on what we know about our relationship with them. Yeah. Uh, maybe we think they're not qualified to give it. You know, who are you? I'm 50 years old this year, Jerry, you're 25. Who are you to give me feedback? I've been around mm -hmm. twice as long as you, right? So mm -hmm. we can't hear it from them. Uh, and then another thing with the relationship is we question their motivations. Yep. Are they just trying to hurt me or are they actually trying to help me? Yeah. Um, and then the third one is it offends our sense of who we are. Yes. So something about the feedback 
makes us feel threatened or off balance because the feedback we're receiving paints us in a picture that doesn't fit what we see in the mirror every day. Mm-hmm. And so there are probably, there may be other reasons that feedback doesn't land for us, but the three pieces of it, we think it's just not true. We don't yeah. trust the relationship we have or the fact that what someone's saying offends our sense of who we are. Uh, and that last one, by the way, is a really hard one. I've been in this scenario myself. Yep. It's also the place where we're most likely to find a blind spot that we have. Yeah. Yep. Your identity, right? That's, yeah. the, that's yep. the place where, where the feedback and the narrative that we tell ourselves when I'm getting feedback, um, if I'm, yeah, if my identity, if the feedback if I allow that feedback to attack my identity as a person, I've got a huge challenge to learn from that. And I think that's one of the mistakes that I make is I allow my identity, it, it, the, the feedback offends so much who I am that I discount the nuggets that I could glean from that feedback. I think that's really, I think that's really important as a, you said, as a, as a leader, we need to go go first. And so to be able to receive feedback, to be somebody, um, to be somebody that has a reputation of, um, of receptive of feedback, that is, that is tough for leaders. Yeah. And I, you know, I can recall a situation in myself when somebody gave me some feedback and I can, and it, it did just that. It offended my view of who I am because to believe or accept the feedback this person gave me, in my mind, I was thinking, somebody who does what you just said is a real ass. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not, I'm a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? I'm a really nice guy. I would never be an ass like that. And, but that doesn't, uh, that doesn't change the fact that there was some yeah. valuable nuggets. It doesn't change the fact that what I did impacted them in a way that I didn't understand mm-hmm. impacted them in that way. And the only way that I could get to that was to do some soul searching and figure out is there, where is the pony in the yeah. pile of crap that they just gave me? Yeah. I I've told, I've, I've shared this story with you and many others uh, over the years. One of the most uh, impactful pieces of feedback I've ever received uh, came from my son when he quit and uh, mm-hmm. my son's incredibly respectful and, and sharp, good, good kid, good young man now, um, good person. And, I, and he's always been respectful to me. And um, so when he quit and I said, um, he was moving on to some other opportunities. And I said, hey, what do you want me to know that you weren't comfortable telling me when you were employed by me? And he said, you know, let me think about it for a while. And he came back the last day. Um, of his employment, you know, around four o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday, he said, um, I said, Hey, have you thought about it? And he said, yeah. And he was wearing an alluring glass shirt. And he said, I think you care more about the alluring glass brand, the name, the reputation than you do its employees. And fortunately I was prepared mentally to receive that feedback. And not that I've done this a lot, but at this particular time, I, I actually responded well. And I said, well, you're wrong. However, my actions have led you to that conclusion. So I said, let me think about that over the weekend and get back with you. And so 
he followed up with me a couple years later and he said, Hey dad, can I talk to you about, um, you know, when, when, when I quit and what I said to you and, you know, how did that impact you? Like, did it, was it really hurtful? You know, I'm, I'm concerned that I really hurt you. And I said, gosh, Dakota, that was probably the most helpful thing that was ever said to me in, in business because it forced me to evaluate not what I was feeling on the inside, but how I was leading on the outside. And mm. it would have been difficult. And if I wouldn't have missed that, if I would have missed that, how many more years would have gone by before I would have uh, learned that lesson? And so the way I lead the organization today, while I'm not great at leading our organization today, that's something that sticks with me is how, what do the guys internally um, perceive, you know, do they, am I showing them, am I displaying that I care, that I love, that I love these guys? So anyway, that, that's tough feedback. It, it mm -hmm. was very hard to hear. And yet, um, and, and yet trying to, uh, trying to take the components of it that are true, that can help you improve is really, really important. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta look for the pony in there sometimes. Yeah. It's, it, it is tough to hear things like that. And kudos to you for being able to hear it. It also brings up another important point, and that is that sometimes feedback is going to be wrong. People yeah. are gonna give you feedback and they're going to be wrong. Yeah. It, it's, it's gonna happen. And the interesting thing is that we see our intent others see our impact. Yep. So when someone gives us feedback, we feel their impact. We don't necessarily always see or give them the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. for their intent, even though we can walk around saying, assume positive intent. Yeah. If, we, if we can do that, then it's gonna serve us well. But it's critical as a leader to understand that you are going to get, well, everyone has to understand, you are going to sometimes get feedback that's just wrong. Someone misinterpreted it. Yep. They're, they're just wrong about the feedback they're giving. But here's the important thing, I think, and when you're in a leadership role, and that is you don't have to take the feedback. It's wrong. You don't have to take it. But how you react to it is still really critical because even when it's wrong, you can choose to argue your point that it's wrong, which tells the person something about how you take feedback. Yeah, not, not a good thing. Or you could simply say, thanks for sharing that. I need a little time to think about what you're telling me. And I appreciate your willingness to be open about it. Mm -hmm. Because even if they're wrong, you as a leader gain by creating an environment where them giving you feedback is safe. Because mm -hmm. maybe they're wrong this time. But if you squash them like a bug, <laughs> There won't be a next time mm -hmm. and you rob yourself of all those opportunities to get feedback. And frankly, that's probably the hardest thing to do mm -hmm. when someone gives you feedback and you just know it's wrong to just go, thanks for sharing that. I'll think it over. And, and I appreciate you telling me it, that's so hard. Yeah. And so I, hard. I would suspect that that's not, I would just, my, you know how, again, I fixate on these things, these topics, um, and I think, well, we're going to do this topic for two weeks at least because I think it's so powerful, is that the definition that I, um, that I, I found on feedback is information 
that will help you improve. And so if you use that as a definition of feedback, even if somebody's wrong, man, I, I just, I, my, my uh, observation is that we have too few people, which we'll get into this next week as far as giving feedback, but my, my point of view is that there's too few people giving professional feedback. Um, I am, I don't experience uh, a ton of intentional feedback um, from those in my charge. So I, I, and ironically enough, I got with a guy um, a couple days ago and one of their company cultures um, is feedback that they want to have a company culture that, um, mm -hmm. that supports feedback, professional feedback, giving and receiving. And so um, I would love, I would love our culture to, to, to ebb into that. And so this is timely for me as well to say, how can I, how can I lead better? Um, and I think you said, one of the first things you said is to ask for it, you know, ask for mm -hmm. it, give me some feedback and you can sort, yeah. you can sort through what's wrong and, and what might be true, but um, being somebody that's asking for it as a leader is a, that's a good, and accepting it well, hearing it well and accepting it well, because that you're setting that example for the team. You know, it's everyone, I don't know about everyone, the leader has this sort of prestigious feel to it, right? Oh, he's a leader, she's a leader. That, that has some prestige feel to it. But there's important parts of being a leader. Like you yeah. said a few minutes ago, you go first. Yeah. You got to go first. And if you want a culture of feedback, and you're not actively asking for feedback and you're not accepting it well when you do get it, or you're pointing out where people are wrong when they give it to you. Yeah. You're not going to encourage a culture where feedback is valued and safe and yep. able to be heard by others. So it's, I would tell anyone who's wanting to build a culture of feedback, look for ways to get it. And at, at least at first, don't focus at all on how well or how poorly it's delivered. Just look for ways to start getting it out there. And, and accept it gracefully with professionalism. Thank people for giving it to you. Uh, ask questions about it. When someone gives you feedback, rather than reacting to it, whether it being, it being right or wrong, get curious about it. Mm -hmm. Hey, Jared, I'm gonna give you some feedback about X. Hmm, thanks mm -hmm. for doing that. What's the, what's the uh, you know, ask more questions about it. Yeah. Get behind get under what it is that they're telling you because yeah. it's interesting. I, I think I remember in a workshop that I did on feedback, I asked at the beginning, what's harder to do give or get feedback. And I think you spoke up and said, giving it is harder, which I thought was interesting because I would assume that most people think getting it, hearing it, receiving it is the harder part. Mm -hmm. But if we can understand in our, in our endeavors to take feedback better, that the person who's delivering it might have this, our, our late great friend Dave King used to call non-anxious presence. We yeah. want to have a non-anxious presence. Yeah. They're having a hard time doing that because they're probably uptight and anxious and nervous about giving feedback because they're worried that we're going to lash out at them. Yeah. And so if we can understand that they may not be delivering it that well to begin with because of us yeah. is, a, is a critical thing. 
to remember. So, yeah. yeah, I think the first thing, and it's the reason that, you know, we're doing receiving feedback as the first part of this two-part series mm-hmm. is because if you're no good at receiving it, then no one else is going to be very good at receiving mm-hmm. from you because they're always going to question your intent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. And I think, and I was making notes on this prior to this call and I was thinking, gosh, you know, it'd be really important as a leader is to give feedback on their giving feedback. So, um, you know, when, when, a, when somebody comes after you and says, uh, when one of, one of somebody in your charge says, well, you just suck at that, Jerry. It's like, well, you know, um, one of the things that I read and may have been from you is, you know, tell me more, <laughs> tell me more about that or help me understand. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, so when people, when people give you feedback, one of the uh, responses that's healthy is to say, ask clarifying questions. Tell me more about yes. that. Um, be curious about it. Yeah. Be curious about it. Help mm-hmm. me understand. You know, you said I suck at leading team meetings. Um, help that's me not understand. feedback by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm it, it is feedback. It's poorly delivered. And we'll talk more about this when we talk about giving feedback. Yeah. But it's important to remember as the receiver of feedback that good feedback is specific and actionable. Yes. So if, if I say to you, Jerry, you suck at leading team meetings, that's not specific and it's not actionable. Yep. So if you can keep your wits about you to say, well, Paul, I appreciate that feedback. <laughs> Could you tell me what it is about my meetings that suck? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and then well, they go they yep. go too long, or yep. they you know now we start getting into something that you can actually take action on. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So so learn as a leader, learning how to receive feedback might be asking those clarifying questions. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. So if you re- if you get feedback that's not specific and not actionable, that's where you start getting curious. What could I get? What can I ask to get more specifics and actionable feedback? So if your kids come home and they say, I got a D, you don't just look at them and say, you need to do better. (laughs) Well, if you do, you're not helping them a whole lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Um, And the other thing that I made notes of is that the timing is important. So, you know, sometimes people are trying to give you feedback, but you're on fire. And so for you to, for you to be aware of your own emotions uh, and your own, you know, what, what, what's on your radar and for you to say, Hey, the timing right now, um, I, I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear your feedback, Paul. Can we schedule a time later today or tomorrow so I can be fully engaged in what you want to share with me? Um, because if you're, if you visualize me moving around our office uh, running from one room to the next room or jumping on a conference call or whatever I'm doing. If you try to give me feedback when I'm moving quickly from point A to point B, um, it's unlikely that I'm going to have the capacity to actually hear your feedback. So I think that's another piece for me is depending on my environment um, is to, before I can receive the feedback to make sure that I'm in a place that I can actually digest what they want to share with me. You know, that what you're saying, you talk a lot about 
uh, self-awareness and how critical it is to leadership. And I think this is one of those situations that just really proves out what you're talking about when you say that. And that's, this will come out or should come out when we talk about giving feedback as well, because if you have a level of self-awareness where you can realize that you're not in a mindset to receive feedback or for that matter to give it in a productive way, having that level of self-awareness to say, hey, Jerry, I, I appreciate that you want to tell me that. I'm just not in a place where I can hear it right now. Mm-hmm. And that, wow, that you've, you've gotten down the road a bit <laughs> as a leader to have that level of self-awareness where you can do that. But yeah. yeah, what you're saying is so, wow, that's critical yeah. to the success of that. And like I said, the same thing is true of delivering feedback because yeah. they teach you in crucial conversations that you start with heart. So where are you coming from? If you're giving feedback to punish someone rather than help them, then you're not giving feedback. You are just being a jerk. (laughs) That's good. Well, we will get into that next time because, you know, and again, to be self-aware to say, hey, I want to improve as a leader. I want to improve as an owner. And to improve as a leader, improve as an owner, um, getting that feedback is really uh, really critical. And, and you and I talk about metaphors a lot. And, you know, uh, physical fitness is a great metaphor. Like you get feedback on mm-hmm. how you, how in shape you are in real time. So if you and I, if you and I have been training for a 20 mile bike ride and we go for a 25 mile bike ride, there's a sticking point that you're getting physical feedback that you're not, you're not strong enough yet to go those 25 miles. And mm-hmm. so using that, in our leadership and ownership, I think that's really, and I, and I think, and I'm, I'm, I'm struck with the word busy. I think, um, I think, I think that a lot of leaders and owners discount the opportunity to receive feedback because they're quote unquote too busy. And, yeah. oh gosh. And that's, they, that's, they don't have the space. Yeah. yeah. It goes to your self, your self-awareness point. They, no, no. If you you got to be self-aware enough to realize that you do or don't have the space. Yeah. I think for me, the bottom line uh, in this discussion today, and boy, this was sure fun to do. We could probably go on for another hour. Yeah. The bottom line for me is that if you want to improve feedback, stop worrying about how good or bad someone else is at hearing it and start focusing intensely on how you can get better at getting, at taking feedback, at receiving yeah. it and using it. And asking, you brought up clarifying questions, so critical. Learn to ask clarifying questions because maybe the other person wants to tell you something constructive and they don't know how. And if you take the time to ask clarifying questions, you're showing them that you deeply care and appreciate the feedback and you're going to find the pony that's in there that's going to help you with something. Amen. Good stuff. That's a good stopping point for us today, Paul.